Words from the Hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. So, the title of this message is Go in This Authority. Go in This Authority. Go in This Authority. Let's read together Exodus chapter 4 from verse 10. Exodus 4:10. Can I have real quick on the screen? Let's read together. One, two, go. Then Moses said to the Lord, Oh, my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither before nor since you have spoken to your servant, but I'm slow of speech and slow of tongue. So the Lord said to him, Who has made a man's mouth? Or who makes the mute, the deaf, the seen, or the blind? Have I not I, the Lord? Is there another translation? I have the New Living Translation. It's, uh, that's the one that's been buzzing in my, my world right now. <laughs> Do you have any other translation? Just give me another translation. Okay, NIV. So let's see. Verse 10. Moses said to the Lord, O Lord, I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I'm slow of speech and tongue. Verse 11. The Lord said to him, Who gave man his mouth? Who makes him deaf or mute? Who gives him sight or makes him blind? Is it not I, the Lord? There, there is one command over your life. Just one command. If you're honest, you will know that there's one command over your life. It is the assignment that God has given to you. It is the call of God over your life. There is one mandate. It is actually what God is sending you to do. And the more you look at it, the more you understand it. The more you get into it, the more you, it becomes really complex for you. But actually, all of us generally know. And this command is normally not like, oh, you will be a doctor. It's not normally, oh, you will be an educationist. Those are aspects of the command that God gives to us. God will give you a command, something like you will be raising up the broken. That's the, kind, that, that's the kind of command I see God gives. You'll raise up the broken. So, he will now place you in the bank. And in the bank, you now start seeing broken people. So, you have your job. So, you think like raising broken people is a distraction. But you don't know that actually that's the real command. When I got my call, I, I never got the call to be a pastor. Guess what I felt called by God to do? Actually told me, you have the ministry of encouragement. I'd never heard it before. I'd never heard it before. 
I was fasting for three days. I was asking God, what should I do with my life? He said, oh, now look at my body. See how many people are discouraged. See how many people are broken. See no one stops to pay them attention. But you have given the ministry of encouragement. So I was looking for ministry of encouragement in the Bible. I didn't find it. Apart from Barnabas, the son of encouragement. So I said, okay, Barnabas, the son of encouragement. You guys understand? So I never found. So guess what? You have only one assignment. And your assignment, if you check, you will find that you're already in the road to your assignment. Things are normally orchestrated by God to make your assignment possible. What God wants you to do is actually possible for you. He actually begins to give you toolkit. He begins to give you experiences. He begins to pass you through a family lineage. It begins to give you brokenness in that area. So that actually, in the area of your biggest brokenness, actually the area of your assignment sometimes. You see the things you're struggling with? That's what you're supposed to help people with. That when you have overcome from that place of your victory, you begin to minister to the people who struggle with those things you struggled with. God doesn't want non-experiential ministers, people who throw command from the left to the right. He doesn't like it. God wants people who have tasted. John chapter 1 verse, first John chapter 1 verse 1, that which we've seen with our own eyes, which we've tasted, which our own hands have handled concerning the word of life. This is what we minister. God doesn't want people who throw orders from left to right. No, God wants people who are in touch who feel so that's the area of your assignment so if you see if you're struggling with the home just know that god has called you in some kind of way to repair other homes if you're struggling with anger just know that god has called you to help angry people <laughs> so in the area where god has called you he prepares you god in his own understanding has equipped you with what you need but we live in a world of propaganda and disinformation. Say it after me. Propaganda and disinformation. This is the disease of this century. The disease of this century is propaganda and disinformation. Fake news is the biggest problem of this world today. God has given you an assignment. And because of disinformation, many people miss their God-given assignments. Because of lies, many people miss their God-given assignment. So God will call you something and the devil will lie to you and say you are not that. And as you believe the lies of the devil before you know what's happening, you are running. So the biggest malice of this generation is actually not sexual sin. The biggest trouble of this generation is actually not lying. The biggest trouble of this generation is not promiscuity. The biggest lie of this, the biggest trouble of this generation is not, is, not, is not gay and lesbian people. Can I tell you what it is? Distrust. If you find yourself struggling, this will be the one area. Distrusting God. God, do you, this thing you really said about me, is it true? God, like, am I really who you say I am? Am I full of your power and full of your spirit? Are you working in my life? I can't see it. 
Am I really your child? Is your grace released in my life? So people don't trust God because of too much noise. Too much noise makes people to disbelieve. And guess the thing about propaganda. Propaganda is actually taking a part of truth and repeating it. Disinformation is actually information uptown, upturned upside down. So the problem with disinformation and propaganda is that it's half truth. The problem with us right now is not lies, it's half truth. It's a version of the truth. I think there was Secretary of, Secretary of uh, Information in, uh, in, um, in Donald Trump's government. What's her name? Who says, um, I said, so what, how did she say? Something about truth. Some of you are very, that's your alternative facts. She's the one who brought that word, alternative facts. Google alternative facts. You see her name right next to it. Alternative facts. So you now start feeling like maybe my facts are not facts. And then you now hear next thing up we say, please could you speak your truth? Like for real, you have your truth. I have my truth. And all of a sudden, people now get into this place where they feel like, well, it's true to you, but it's not true to me. Truth. Jesus said to Pilate, nothing can be done against the truth. Pilate asked him, what is the truth? <laughs> That's the one point. Jesus didn't answer him. The war of this time is the war of disinformation and propaganda. And guess it has only one job. To stop you from what God says is your assignment. To stop you from being who God says you are. To stop you from the agenda of God for your life. If anyone comes into your small group, if anyone comes into your conversation group, Guess what? This is more likely going to be their problem than the fact that they're a bad person or they're not kind or they don't give their money. But nobody takes on this. And it seems like the Holy Spirit keeps on taking me back to this thing that people are living in propaganda. That people are living in half lies. That even the idea of people, there's a battle for your soul. The idea of people about who they are is all hinged on this lie. God believes in you. Say, God believes in me. He believes in the deposits he has made in your life. He believes in the toolkit he has given you. He believes in the tools in your toolbox 
He believes in the, in the things that he's crafted inside. He believes in the journey of brokenness that you'll pass through. He believes that through that he's going to work something. He believes in the victories you've had. He believes in the successes he's given to you. Because sometimes we talk only about brokenness, but we don't talk about successes. Some of you have been very successful. Some of you have done great things at a very young age. Some of you here, God has really moved through your life. There are some people here who have done retirement two times. Like Pastor ID. <laughs> Pastor ID has done 15 years of working in a bank and come out. And then another 15 years of working in training and come out. Is that not retirement two times? Now she's a consultant and she fixes organizations like, oh, Pastor ID, not bad, not bad. For a young lady, that's not bad at all. Can I tell you guys something? We also don't celebrate the fact that we've actually come through a lot. Some of you have handled million dollar companies. We may look few, but we're actually a significant company of people. But guess what the devil will give you? You haven't done anything. Your life is rubbish. You're not going anywhere. Just lies. Just lies. The biggest malice of this generation is disinformation and propaganda. Because the devil can believe that you are nothing. Guess what? All of a sudden you start nudging yourself towards nothing. You know, you can believe that you're not significant. Then you now start moving towards insignificance. And nothing in the gospel we share, which says we shouldn't serve God because of what we can get, should make you believe that you don't have anything. Because if you don't have, you can't solve problems. If you don't have, you can't fix brokenness. If you have no influence, you cannot help people to break out of where they are. So God from time to time will bring you into influence. God from time to time will bring you into authority. God from time to time will bring you into power. And the whole idea of your coming into power is for you to remember that this power is not just for you. It's not just for you. It's for you to do your ministry. There is an assignment that your life is about. There is a calling that God has given to you. There is something on the inside of you that God wants to work through your life. Let me give you two or three disinformation. I have so many messages inside this message. Eh? I, I like, like, I have loaded myself. I just looked at the message and said that, ah, this is actually a series. One of those times. Recently, God has been releasing series to me and I've been trying to preach it in one service. I'm feeling frustrated. After one hour, I know that the time is up and then I ha we have to go. And I'm feeling like, yeah, but I haven't talked about the other part. Pastor Uche understands this. <laughs> Pastor Uche preached for two hours. I finished preaching for two hours. She said, I thought it was 45 minutes. And Jadin Jad was like on slide five of our 50 slides. No, it wasn't up to 50, it was 25, right? <laughs> Can I tell you guys something? God has something beautiful in you. God has a beautiful treasure of investment in you. God has worked something awesome in you, but you've been believing lies. So let's talk about three ways in which this disinformation works. Disinformation number one, you can do it by yourself. There's a whole movement of I can do it by myself in the world. Forget the church, 
Forget the pastor. Forget leaders. Forget everyone. You are the church. Of course you are the church. But you are not the only church. You are only a part of the church. You cannot be a lone ranger church. So the Bible says, the Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 to 5, you know this Timothy, that in the last days, there will be very difficult times for people who will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will consider, they will slander others and have no self-control. They'll be cruel and hate what is good. They'll betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride and love pleasure rather than they love God. They will act religious. They reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 to 5. Help me on the screens, guys. I'm not inviting us to begin to be group thinkers. I'm not inviting you to follow, follow other people. But guess what? You cannot do it all by yourself. You cannot do it all by yourself. You cannot. You need the grace of God. You need the help of other people. You need the help of teachers and instructors. You need the experience of other people. Because there's a lie that's telling us. And God began to teach, and Paul began to teach Timothy, know this, Timothy, in the last days, are, the times that are coming will be times of disinformation. And everything will be about selfishness. My ministry, my plan, my fellowship, my idea, everything will be geared towards me, myself, and I, even in spiritual things. This is disinformation, and this is not the plan of God for your life. Hallelujah. God wants you integrated. God wants you connected. God wants you to have a, a pad from where you jump. God wants you to go and fight. And when you, come, when you win the war, you bring the victory back home. And the people at home clap for you. God wants you in good company where people love you. But guess what? Even when we come in company, everybody's like, people love big churches. You know why? Number one reason why people love big churches. Can I tell you why? They can hide. Nobody pays any particular attention. In 15 minutes after church is gone, everybody disappears. Like here, we're really small. Very soon, somebody will say hello to you and say, hey, what's your name? Your name is Lovett. Ah, nice. Nice. What do you do? Somebody will ask you soon because we're a few. Do you guys understand? There is a spirit that is actually quarantining people. There's a disinformation by the devil that is telling people, oh, you can do this by yourself. Oh, you are enough. Don't let anyone tell you you are not enough. You are enough. Woman, you are enough. <laughs> you need others. I need my wife. I don't know about you guys. I need my daughters. I need Pastor Uche. I need Pastor Zena. And I really missed you yesterday night. You know? <laughs> 
I shouldn't let yesterday be yesterday. We live yesterday inside yesterday, right? <laughs> I need people. I need a heat day. We need each other. You need someone. And the moment we realize that we need each other, everything begins to change. The disinformation is that you need no one and that you can get it done by yourself. Disinformation number two. No one understands your assignment. Have you heard pastors preach that? When God called, you didn't call anyone else. Do you know disinformation is not a lie? It's a truth weaponized. No one understands your assignment. As a result, don't consult anyone on your assignment. This is not true. God never calls anyone alone. He always sends other people alongside him. Many, many of you think I'm the one running this church. Let me tell you, I'm not. There are many people running the church. There's somebody in charge of technology who is making sure that the guys online are watching everything. I don't tell him what to do. He knows more than me. There's someone in charge of music. There are only two or three places that I'm actually really involved. Music, prayer, and the word. This is the place I'm involved in the church. Every other thing. I'm not looking at the ushers. Someone is responsible for that. There's so many things that I'm not looking at. Someone is responsible for those areas. And guess what? They are equally called. Do you know on the last day, God will tell you, I planted you in this church. What did you do with what I gave you to do? God never calls anyone alone. As God has called me, he had Zena in mind. He had Pastor Aide in mind. He has Zine in mind. He had Pastor Uche in mind. He has Pastor Fred in mind. He has Kumi in mind. Have you done what God has called you to do. I can actually go all out and start saying like, like God called me alone. When God called me. And many pastors live in this disinformation. That they are the most significant person. There is someone called to pray for this church. There's someone hiding who we don't know. Who is holding us up. There's someone who like, guess what? Get in your assignment. Get in your assignment. Get in the work that God has called you to have. Hallelujah. I know we glory in individual flavors. I know we like the fact that we're unique. And God actually made us unique. But he connects us with other people. The good that will come out of your life will be poured in by someone else. What the devil does with that you are alone is to put you in a place where once something goes wrong, you go quiet, you disappear, you withdraw. You put yourself in that place of retreat where you're like, nobody even really understands. Nobody even really cares. This is a lie. If you connect yourself to someone, there will be understanding. Every ministry we've been given has something. Every assignment we've been given works powerfully. So we're going to show you a video before I talk about disinformation number three. You know, Exodus chapter 4 verse 14, before we show the video, the Lord said, the Lord became angry with Moses. Exodus 4 14, put it up quickly. 
Exodus 4, 14. Then the Lord's anger burned against Moses and said, What about your brother Aaron the Levite? I know he can speak well. He's already to, on his way to meet you. And his heart will be glad when he sees you. What did he say? His heart will be glad when he sees you. What did he say again? His heart will be glad when he sees you. Do you guys know that there are people sent along with you. When they see you, you bring them joy. That's actually the mark of knowing the people who are sent alongside you. Moses was thinking he was sent alone. Moses was thinking this assignment was only his assignment. But actually God had Aaron in mind. But Aaron was not to be the leader because God knows Aaron's weakness. Aaron loves respecting people. But Moses was all about God. So, since God knew how Aaron was, God didn't want Aaron to be in the front of the ministry. But because Moses had complained so much, God was angry and said to him, see Aaron is coming. When Aaron sees you, he's going to be happy. He's going to be joyful. Do you guys understand? Are there people who are joyful when they see you? You know who they are. They're just so happy to see you. They're just such a cup of fresh water to them. They are called alongside you, you know. There are some people here who I see, when I see them, my, I just rejoice. I just rejoice. Why? We're called together. You're called together. Aaron's are available for you. I remember when Moses was weak in the battle of Amalek. Who was one of the guys holding up his hands? Aaron and her. There are always people. Always people holding you up. Always people who you can call to pray over you. If the devil wants to harm you, the first thing he does is isolation. And in that place when you are alone and weak, he will strike you down. Pull yourself back from isolation. Pull yourself back from that place of loneliness. And come into the community. Come into the collective assembly gather together unto God have a family that you can connect with and God will bless you I'm not actually preaching to them I'm just actually explaining the mind of God but I'm going to preach shortly let's watch this video there is a lie that your assignment is insignificant this is disinformation number three. That what you've been called to do by God doesn't count. That everything God has asked you to be is not, doesn't matter in the world of things. There's a lie that the war that you're fighting is not necessary and you don't need to fight. There's a lie that everything you're about doesn't matter. So, these are the men. These were the men in Sparta. These are the men in Greece, and all they had to do was to bow down to a king and let go of their country. But they said, the king of the other country said, I think it was Leonidas, said that 
I have million of million men I can give for my country. But for the Sparta, they said, I will give my life for my 300 men. We read the story of Gideon, also 300 men. I think this was adaptation from the Bible. It was just a few people fighting the whole world. What God has asked you to do is so significant that what the temptation is, is for you to enter into doubt, to enter into paralysis of analysis, to enter into conditioned mediocrity, or to hate high flyers. There are four ways you defeat the, the size of your assignment. I repeat them. These are the four ways you deceive, you deceive yourself that your assignment is not significant. Number one, you doubt. Number two, you, you begin to analyze how is this going to be possible? Number three, you have conditioned mediocrity where everything around you is conditioned for you to be small. So you stay in that small place. Anytime they offer you anything that will train you out of that place, you fight it. Anytime solutions offered to you to walk out that place of brokenness, you'll fight it. Does God want you to stay in brokenness? No! Does God want you to stay in powerlessness? No! But you have conditioned mediocrity where every day you're just so used to it. And as a result, you never stand up to journey out of that place of brokenness. And number four, hating the people who are doing well. There's so many people who are doing well in godly things. You just hate them. You see another pastor who has power. You hate him. You see another man who is making money. You hate them. You hear somebody who is rich. You hate them. You don't even know them. You're already hating them. These are people who are supposed to help you up. You begin to put a wedge between yourself and them. These are the ways for you to stay in insignificance. But God has given you significance. Say amen. God has given you an assignment in the heart of God. There are city changers here this morning. In the heart of God, there are world movers here this morning. In the heart of God, there are city builders here this morning. In the heart of God, in the middle of the few of us who are here this morning, there are transformational agents here this morning. God has given me a mandate to raise men of mighty power, of authority, of kingdom awareness. God has given me a mandate to speak life upon his people and I don't want to even look on the faces of the people so I'm closing my eyes as I said it God has given us as a house a mandate to construct people who are strong in the spirit who are resilient in life and not just fighting for Sparta and earthly kingdom we are fighting for an eternal kingdom we are fighting for the purpose of God we are fighting for a whole generation who have lost their voice we are fighting for the voice of God to be heard in the city we are fighting for the land of God to be mighty in the earth we are fighting for people to feel the presence of God wherever we go and God begins to release grace everything God asks his people to do is always of epic proportion think about Jeremiah standing against other prophets think about the ministry of Jeremiah God told Jeremiah in Jeremiah chapter 1 don't say I'm a youth don't say I'm a child. Do what I ask you to do. Do what I ask you to do. 
think about the assignment of Gideon and his 300 men taking on four kings, the king of Amalek, the king of Moab, the king of the Jebusites, uh, four kings gathered up with 300,000 men and Gideon had only 300. He started with 30,000. Even 30,000 against 300,000. What's that percentage? What's the ratio? Sorry? 10, 10 to 1. 30,000 to 300,000 is 10 to 1. Then God shifted the equation again. 300 to 300,000. 300 300, What's that? 100, 1,000 to 1. 1,000 to 1 is the ratio God gave to Gideon. In the case of Sparta, they all three of three hundred of them. You saw the arrow; they all died. None of them escaped. But of course, his son—they were—they were—they were decorating his son to take over from his father, and they had their death ended the era of the persecution against Greece. And his son now became a new king. But in our own era, guess what? We are not dying. <laughs> we are not dying in this war. We'll lose some battles, but we'll win the war. We'll lose some battles, but we'll win the war. Whatever you've lost is a battle, it's not the war. We'll lose some battles, but we will win the war. God has promised us that He will give us the victory. Luke chapter 9, verse 1. Then He called His 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases and he sent them out to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick he gave them authority he gave them power he gives you power he gives you authority say amen go in this authority I have worked something powerful on the inside of you Go in this authority. I walk something powerful on the inside of you. Go in this might. Go in this your strength. Go in this the counsel. Go in this ability I've given to you. I put something inside of you. There is something alive on the inside of you. Say amen. There's something awake on the inside of you. Say amen. So God says, I've passed you through a journey. I know who you are. I know what you're carrying. And I love you. And I've built you up. I've built you up to be that person. To be that person of strength. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, one of the things the devil will do with this disinformation is to weaken us. So let's go over this disinformation again. Number one, disinformation number one is what? You can do it by yourself. Disinformation number two is what? Yes, no one understands your assignment. Man, well, God never calls you alone. There will always be a destiny helper. There will always be an enabler. There will always be a teacher. I surround myself with people who can speak into my life. I surround myself with people I'm accountable to. If they draw me and say, listen, sit down and listen, I have people like that. I have men of God I look up to. Now, I am not a slave to those men of God. I want you guys to understand the freedom. I'm free. I'm not a slave to them. 
neither should you be a slave to anyone. Whatever I'm saying does not advocate uh, servanthood and slavery and reductionism and putting you down and say you're not, you're not, you're not. No, that's not it. I'm actually saying that God actually creates connections to strengthen you. Everything God will do to strengthen you will be in other people. And you must recognize the place of significant people who are co-sojourners in what God has asked you to do. Because once again, I repeat, isolation is the tool of the devil for destruction. Once the devil wants to destroy you, he isolates you. Once that isolation is complete, he smashes in and crushes you. Hallelujah. In the day of his power, we'll be letting go of our will. We'll be letting go of our stress. We'll be going where God has asked us to go. Hallelujah. There's a scripture that says, when I was a child, I stood up where and went wherever. Okay, John chapter 21 verse 18. Let's read this scripture. This way I'm going to round up now. When you were young, you stood and where you and went, sorry, can you give me this scripture on the screen? I don't understand this translation. Most assuredly, I say to you, when you were younger, you girded yourself and walked wherever you wished. But when you are old, you stretch out your hands and another will guide you and carry you where you do not wish. Have you ever seen children sometimes carrying them somewhere is a drag? I know my teenage daughter sometimes, let's go out. No. Let's go and do this thing. No. Dragging them. Drag. <laughs> when you're young, you stand up and go wherever you want. Maturity is actually allowing another person to lead you. You have someone, you know this is a good place to go to, but you don't want to do it. So you hand yourself over to Pastor Heidi, Pastor Heidi. Carry me, they go. I can't do this on myself. Carry me on this journey. Maturity is knowing your needs. Knowing your needs. How many of you have seen those people who say, I don't need anyone. I'm good. I'm good. Self-sufficiency is actually one of the things the devil uses. And this is not to say you should be a slave to other people, I repeat. This is not to say you should be a dependence junkie, affirmation junkie, where you're waiting for people to say, oh, you're doing good, then you now know you're doing good. No, this is not what it means. It actually just simply means come and journey with God. Come and journey with God. Hallelujah. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Finally, your assignment counts. The things God wants you to do counts. Write it down. My assignment counts. My assignment counts. What God wants to do through your life is significant. Don't believe lies. Don't believe what the devil will say to you. Don't believe anything that is arranged to take you away from that assignment that God has written down the volumes of the books concerning you. God is really working in your life and he wants you to know 
that he hears you, he sees you, and he wants you to have the fullness of his power in your assignment. So go in the strength of God into your assignment. Go into this task that God has given to you. Carry it and build it up. It may look small to other people, but guess what? It's going to be a world-changing assignment in the name of Jesus Christ. Right in the quiet walls of this room this morning, God is forging people in the foundry. Right in the quietness of this message, God is building back some people. Do you know we can actually have church where everybody is dancing from rafter to rafter and everybody's swinging from one, one chandelier to another chandelier. You know there's churches with chandeliers and if you watch the Blues Brothers, I mean if you have watched the Blues Brothers, yeah, it's very funny. It's a, it's a comedy and it's, it's old like Sorry, my movies are old. <laughs> I probably haven't watched a movie in like six years, right? If you watch the Blues Brothers, right? They were so happy jumping, doing flips in the church. But no word of God entered them. Do you know we like church where nothing enters us? God is actually doing a surgical work today. Step out from propaganda. Step out from disinformation. Get in the strength of fellowship. Get in the power of God. Connect to someone who is in your destiny. This today, make a connection today. Make a connection today with someone. Make a connection with a destiny brother. I want you guys in this church to practicalize this message we preached. Walk up to someone this morning and hold your hands and say, pray with me for my assignment. Pray with me for my mandate. Pray with me over what God has asked me to be and to do let's 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 practicalize this word today let's trust god that god will bring out something out of every one of us let's trust god that god is tearing up our experiences and our journeys to build us into everything he has designed for us to be so let's practice it go and meet someone go and meet someone go and sit with one person one person and just say pray over me look for someone look for someone Please don't make it a group thing. It's not three people. It's just one person. Go and meet someone. Just hold their hands and say, pray over me. Hold their both hands. Say, pray over me. And please stand a minute to share what you want them to pray about. Someone is sitting alone. Just tell them what you want them to pray about. Someone is sitting alone. Pray over them. Kishedo Sayanam Besolema. I have called you. I have given you a task. My assignment in your life is beautiful. There's something you're supposed to do in the world. Your life is not a waste. Your journey is not useless. Verily, I've called you. Go in this authority. Go in this power. For I will build you unto myself. I will build you unto myself. I will build you unto myself as tower of strength, a city of significance. I will pour my grace in your life. Oh, shalom, bredosta, kuma, sai, ganoshte, bali, bradosta. Inkatoshte, manam, bredosta, mahaya. And if you're watching at home, please 
just go on your knees this moment lift up your hands and pray over your assignment what has God called you to do what has God called you to be you can't do it alone you can't do it alone you need a helper you need a destiny helper ask God to call alongside men ask God to send other people alongside ask God to send you helpers ask God to send you enablers ask God to send you people who are going to journey with you we're going to build alongside you we're going to give you grace and power and give you strength in your hour of weakness I'm gaining every day Still praying as I onward bound Lord plant my feet on higher ground Lord lift me up and let me stand By faith on heaven's table land a higher plan than I have found Lord plant my feet on higher ground my heart has no desire to stay where doubts arise and fear this man though some may dwell where this abound, my prayer, my aim is higher ground. Lord, lift me up and let me stand by faith on heaven's table land. I a plain than I have found. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. Ekasharabo se namalebra doshtamana yenda salabre dashaya nambrasto ninkashayaro manimbre sarabo yendo shtebo. Rina Masayado Boshe Yendo Bole Sinamashai Yeno Salo My prayer, my is high yeah ground 
Chindamale bradosa yakusha Nemashayara balibra no moseda moshe Inkajara bosila maria no Oshinamale bradosa namaye Jekutabale brano mosiado La Marisa Dabo Shindamase Hale Father, thank you, O oh God. Maybe rounding up our prayers now. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you for this person whose hands I hold. Pour your grace upon them. Hold your hands one more time and pray this out. Pour your grace upon them. Release your assignment upon them. Release your mandate into their life. Release the Holy Spirit upon them. Release your unction into their spirit. Release your life upon them. In the name of Jesus Christ, this person will fulfill destiny. This person, I arrest them in the center of your will. They will never step out of your agenda for their lives. They will have help in the assignment you given them to do they will have a sense of calling they will have a sense of significance your power will be real in your world i release the holy spirit i release the anointing i release the capacity for them to do their assignment in the name of jesus this person whose hands i hold they will not fail they will not fail they will finish their assignment they will finish the work that you've given them to do they will be significant i release power i release utterance i release a voice i release resonance of spirit in the name of jesus christ they will be mighty they will find something they will find power they will find life in you truth strength authority in the name of jesus christ release your hand oh god release your power upon this ones in the name of jesus christ hallelujah thank you lord god thank you for my sister Thank you for my brother. I bless them in the name of Jesus Christ. I bless them in the name of Jesus Christ. I pour your love upon them. I release them. I release them. I release the oil of the Spirit upon them. I release them in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Thanks for listening to this message from the Hills Church. Our mission is to love people, connect with family, and touch the world. Learn more on our website at www.ecclesiahills.org or email us at hello at ecclesiahills.org.